Welcome to Highland Football Weekly with Ian Ald. On this episode, we speak to one of the most successful Ross County managers of all time, a man who took over the helm at Victoria Park back in 2007 as a fresh-faced 32-year-old and took them all the way to the Scottish top flight via a couple of cup upsets along the way and reaching the Scottish Cup final 10 years ago. As a young reporter who started covering Ross County games back in 2006, all the way really up until about 2013, Derek Adams was a pivotal figure at the football club at that time. And I must admit, he was extremely kind to me. He wasn't the kind of football manager that hid from reporters. He would quite happily answer your phone calls. In fact, during the pre-season break, he was one of the most accessible managers in my experience anyway. Really successful at Ross County as a player and a manager as well. People forget about the spell he had as a player back in the late 90s where he scored a bucket load of goals for the Staggies. So sit back and enjoy yourself. If you're still in lockdown, stay safe out there. Sit back and enjoy an hour's worth of top football chat. Derek, welcome to the podcast. It's been a while since we last spoke. How are things? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's uh, more come now, and um, it's a, a move I made in November um, back into English football after being at uh, Plymouth Argyle for four years. So um, we're in a state of um, a situation where all the clubs are obviously off at this moment in time uh, due to the coronavirus and uh, just really planning. Uh, for maybe the end of this season and uh, looking you know, towards uh, next season as well. It's interesting because I've had a few players on uh, in the last couple of weeks during the, the lockdown. Some players are still playing, so they're having to you know, keep up their fitness at home uh, and the difficulties involved in that. As a manager, how is it for yourself how is lockdown uh, and being a manager at the same time? Yeah, it can be very difficult. I think that, you know, when you're not in contact with your players uh, on a daily basis, um, we're obviously talking to them and using different uh, media platforms to, to get hold of them and, um, you know, dealing with their training regimes, being able to speak to each other as well. And, uh, you know, the, the staff and that whole process, you know, is does take you know a good bit of time out of your day and it's not the same as being around them but it's the best that we can do at this moment in time the players have got their individual training plans to go with which enables them to keep on training uh, to some standard and uh, we as coaches uh, and staff are able to speak to each other it's obviously important we really realise you know how serious this mm-hmm. epidemic is and a pandemic and it's uh, you know gripping the world at this moment in time and uh, you know football is only secondary uh, to so many things and uh, I think in football sometimes 
um, we believe that uh, it's all about football matches and football players when it's it's not, and and that's the situation we've got at you know this moment in time where we're speaking about it all the time because of uh, the media interest in it. But um, from our point of view, we all want to get back playing as soon as possible, but we can only do that when the the virus goes away and uh, you know less people uh, are getting treated for it. Indeed. Derek, over the next wee while we're going to talk about your your career mainly in the Highlands. Um, it's an area of the world. I know that you're based down in England at the moment and you, you mentioned there with Plymouth and now with Morecambe. Um, the Highlands has been a an area that's been a big part of your life um, over your playing career and your managerial career as well. Take you back, if I can, to 1996. You actually moved to Ross County from Burnley. How did that move come about? Yeah, I mean, I was at Burnley. I left Aberdeen in 1993 and uh, went to... after that, we went to to Burnley for a year and a half and uh, got the opportunity uh, to come back up to Scotland after leaving uh, Burnley and... The reason, you know, Ross County came about was um, through my father, uh, Neil Cooper, uh, and Roy McGregor, that connection, um, being able to um, see me playing in, in England. Neil was the manager at Ross County at the time and, you know, had seen me playing before that. Well, I was at Aberdeen and it was an opportunity to go back up to Scotland and get some game time and uh, you know I joined Ross County when they were in the third division and it really was a, a successful time for me because it gave me you know a lot of matches I was able to, to score goals and play alongside a lot of you know very good players You mentioned Neil Cooper there over the last number of weeks I've had a few guests on that have worked under Neil Cooper and worked with him what a guy he was how was he, how was he for you obviously you had that connection previously how was he for you in your in your debut season because he'd only just joined Ross County as well yeah Neil was player manager at the time and um, I joined not long after Neil took over and um, you know Neil was playing at the back as, as a centre half or sweeper and um, at that age uh, he was playing very deep and we would probably be defending the six-yard box instead of descending the 18-yard box at the time. But uh, as a character, he was brilliant. He was very good in the dressing room. He had Jim Kelly and Andy Dornan to help him as well. And uh, he had Davy Hamilton, the masseur. He had Dougie Sim, the physio. So they had a good group of uh, staff around about them. But not only that, they took in players that... Um, I would call it discarded and I call myself in that as well from other clubs higher up the division and the ones, you know, like Kenny Gilbert, Stephen Ferguson, Roy McBain, uh, myself, you know, I think that, you know, we took in boys that wanted to prove a point and that really enabled us to, to go forward as a, a football club and a football team and be combined as a unit really well and Neil set the platform for that by taking in these players and his character helped. You had Fergie and Kenny Gilbert in midfield who 
Fergie used to clean the boots for Neil uh, when he was at Dunfermline. He's his boot boy. And Kenny was just a warrior in himself when he was at Aberdeen. And then we just added and added. We took in, you know, some other characters like Jerry Farrell, Gary Wood, uh, and then experienced players like um, Willie McCarthy, um Billy Heard, Mark O'Hara. And then you had the likes of John Hewitt coming in as well that, uh, you know, would score. Uh, spectacular goals uh, for Aberdeen and then you're playing alongside them after him winning the European Cup Winners Cup with Aberdeen and mm-hmm. I think that the blend that Neil took to the football club uh, was excellent and uh, the characters in the dressing room um, really helped Ross County push forward and um, I was delighted to be a part of that I was there for a period of time which enabled me to score goals because of the players around about me and eventually I got that move to Motherwell. Well, you say you say goals there. Fifty-one goals in your first three seasons. You scored twenty-three in your debut season. Uh, Twenty the 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 season after, albeit you only you know played a couple of games into the your third season. Well, probably fifty-one and really uh. two seasons. It must have been, as you said, a real good mix of characters, a real good environment, and that showed on the park as well because Ross County under Neil Cooper were starting to make real inroads uh, into getting promotion. That season that you, le- you leave at the start of season 98-99, Ross County then eventually win promotion to the second division. So, Neil was building something special there. Yeah, I mean, we really should have got promotion before that. We, 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 we either drew or lost games that we should never have done, uh, probably in that second season. <laughs> Uh, I probably could have scored a lot more goals than, than I did and um, what I remember about it was you know we took in Colin Milne from Aberdeen Alex Bowen as well okay. who scored a lot of goals we, we had John Clark coming in and loan who had played in a European Cup final for uh, Dundee United it was Alex Taylor who was a tremendous midfield player for Ross County at his time as well and we had a blend of usefulness and experience that um, shone through and I think that um, Neil always had a vision how to get us out of that uh, league and you know eventually we got there but the team spirit was brought about where a number of the players would stay in houses they would be full time, I was part time I went to back to college to study electronic engineering uh, at Aberdeen College and then I would travel to Ross County uh, on a Saturday to play games I would train with Keith Keith, the Highland League side uh, during the week and uh, I would only see the players on a Saturday and it worked really well for me because um, I didn't have to travel up and down there every week you know to from Aberdeen to Ross County it got me an education I then uh, started working for Fugro UDI in Aberdeen uh, to do with ROVs and that was a, a learning club for myself as well part time football as well as playing uh, you know in a, in a team that uh, wanted to succeed and uh, I think the players uh, were very talented that uh, we had at that level You mentioned Neil Cooper obviously at the very start there Neil Cooper I'll go forward if you like because when you become manager in a few years time Get Neil Cooper involved in your in your backroom setup. He's uh, one of your assistant managers slash coaches. Uh, later on, 
the man himself as a character, um, a guy that's sadly missed. What what was Neil Cooper like to work alongside as a as someone playing underneath him, and then also working alongside him as a member of your coaching team in a few years' time? Yeah, I mean, I always thought it was important when I became a manager to have experience uh, in my backroom staff. And um, what I did was I knew had left Peterhead and I took him back to Ross County and I said to him, listen, come up for a week. You're, you're not working. Let's see, you know, what it's like to be back at Ross County. Knowing that he had been the manager there, had been my manager there, never easy. And then he would have to become my assistant manager. But um, mm-hmm. it was a role that Neil really enjoyed. Stephen Ferguson became first team coach at the time as well. And then Barry Smith became in as under 20 coach. And I thought that the four of us worked really well together. And um, Barry Smith eventually um, moved on to become manager of Alwa. And Neil Fergie and I. Um, you know, were left and we had a successful time. We finished fifth uh, in our first season in the Premier League and uh, I think that that was, you know, a, a pivotal point for, for Ross County because we finished the highest that the club have ever finished uh, in the, the division and I think that um, Neil was great in the dressing room, very good with, with the players. Fergie was that young coach who was always wanting to to be innovative and do different sessions. Neil was the one that could be the sounding board, the one that had have the fun and the laughter with the players as well and um, really helped us you know, finish fifth and seventh uh, in the division and uh, I think that um, it was a, a very good appointment to, you know, for myself uh, at that time. I'll take you back to your playing career because uh, in 98 you leave Ross County as you mentioned, Motherwell come calling. Difficult to leave Ross County? Um, it wasn't at the time though, uh, if I'm perfectly honest, um, because um, I had done two seasons at Ross County and the ambition of the football club was for myself and any young player to do well at the football club and the possibility of moving on uh, to uh, a team in a higher division. And um, that was always what we were asked to do, and that's what we, what I was able to do. I scored the goals, and um, Ross County got one hundred and fifty thousand for me at the time. It went up to two hundred thousand after appearances and, and goals that I scored for Motherwell. So they did a bit, good bit of business that way. Then they were able to spend the money on, on other players. But I remember that the night before my last game for Ross County was actually the quarter final of the. League Cup against Hearts mm-hmm. at uh, Tynecastle, and um, we played in the game, and we went to penalty kicks. And unfortunately for I, I missed the first penalty. Uh, Billy Heard missed, missed the next, and I can't remember who missed the one after that. But that was my last game, and uh, the next morning it was the Wednesday morning. I was back to college sitting at college I had an idea that Motherwell were interested there were other clubs as well but um, I turned my phone off because I was at college my dad phones me and says to me listen Motherwell have come in with a bit what are you doing what are you you know been? you've got to get down here so Ross County had accepted the offer of 150,000 I'm on my way down to Motherwell we meet Roy McGregor and Alistair Kennedy at uh, Perth we travel down and boys 
very nice uh, Jaguar at the time <laughs> and um, arrive at uh, you know Motherwell and uh, Willie McLean who was kind of like a director of football at the time was there Pat Nevin was there Brian McClare were all there uh, and Harry Capman was was the manager who mm-hmm. was the finish coach and we went down there John Boyle had just taken over and it was a deal that you know I couldn't turn down at the time it was double the amount of money that um, I would have taken from from anyone else and um, it enabled me to become a Premier League player and uh, I will ever be thankful for Ross County giving me the platform to play on and enable my move to to Motherwell where I spent six years Yeah you had a I don't want to do your career at Motherwell and Aberdeen disservice because you did have a a fantastic spell at Motherwell. You went on to play for Aberdeen. Skipping forward a couple of years, you end up back at Ross County, two thousand and six. Um, after an incredible spell at, at Motherwell, you went and play for your hometown team, Aberdeen. You come back to Ross County in two thousand and six. A very different club at that time. They were a, a first division club. The chance to return to your former club at that stage of your career, and also uh, you mentioned your father is there um, you, just earlier. Your father, he was obviously working at the football club. A, a chance to return to Ross County and also work with your father. Too good to turn down. Yeah, I mean the opportunity to go back to to Ross County gave me the opportunity to do a bit of coaching. Um, so uh, initially, I took the reserve team uh, when they had games and it gave me the opportunity to, to play matches as well and it was down a division I had left Livingston that summer uh, Livingston were you know, clearing the, the players out and um, you know I was one of them and Ross County um, with my father obviously as director of football Scott Leach um, becoming manager mm-hmm. uh, gave me some you know, thinking to do, and I played with Scott at uh, Motherwell, and it was a difficult season for us. We were in League One. Um, there was a lot of, you know, very good teams uh, in that league at that moment in time. We did reach the Challenge Cup final and, and won it, uh, but um, going back to Ross County, you know, was was a no-brainer for me at that time. It's funny you mention it. I've got in my notes two thousand and six. Seven season and I've just put difficult and I think you summed up there it was it was a difficult season I think the club uh, were going through a bit of a transition um, there was a well when, when I talk about you know the, the players that were there at the time uh, or who came in in the summer Michael Gardine for example who's still there uh, and is one of Ross County's greatest ever players uh, when you he arrived that summer as a youngster alone from Celtic it was a, a, a season of change for yourself was that was that difficult to to get to grips with, um, and 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 also that season for yourself going back there, and and the way the club performed difficult to comprehend. Yeah, I mean, eventually we got relegated, you know, out of the division, and um, with the talent we had in the squad, we should have never been down the bottom of the league, but. Um, as everyone knows, uh, talent is is not always enough, and it wasn't enough for us on that occasion. We had Don Cowie playing in midfield. Mm-hmm. We had obviously Michael Gardine uh, playing in there as well. And yeah, I think that um, the type of player that we had, um, we should have been, you know, further up. But um, it was. We 
had to win. Uh, I think that um, at home um, we're playing Gretna, and uh, Gretna had to win as well um, because St Johnston and them were vying for the the championship, and uh, eventually um, Gretna won the game. Um, we knew that it was going to be a, a hard afternoon because Airdrie, I think, were away to Queen of the South, and um, I think that Airdrie won the game, enabling them to to stay in the division and uh, it put Ross County down. And uh, eventually, Scott left the football club. I was still a player at that moment in time, and uh, Dick Campbell uh, came in and uh, you know took over. Yeah, Dick Campbell comes in in the in the summer after that season. Relegation's never a, a nice thing. I spoke to Sean Higgins actually a few weeks ago on the podcast about about that season. It's it's never nice to to be relegated as a player, as a manager, as a an official with the club. It's a it's a difficult time for everyone at the football club. And I think that was Ross County's first backward step, if you like, from from getting up to to the senior setups. That season, when you're relegated, difficult for yourself as a player, but also you mentioned there, Scott Leach, you know, you worked with Scott before at Motherwell. Hard to see him in his first season suffer the, the fate of relegation? Yeah, definitely. I think that, um, you know, Scott, um, I think he found um, living away from his family difficult, and uh, that's, you know, usually the case, but, um, you know, the way that um, Scott was as a player, he was exactly the same as a manager and uh, you know he's got on his CV that um, he'd won the the Challenge Cup as, as, as a manager and uh, but you know to, to move and get relegated out of the league made Ross County go back down into the second division out of the, the championship and um, we had to, to start to build again and uh, Dick Campbell came in and uh, Stuart Petrie came in as assistant manager mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know, Dick has done exceptionally well as a manager throughout the years. That's the reason that he he got the job at the the football club was to try and you know get us out of the division. Yeah, Dick comes in in the in the summer. Uh, Dick Campbell leaves at the end of September, and it's really pivotal in I suppose your story um, as in your involvement with Ross County over the years. Uh, he leaves in the, the end of September, and you're appointed manager. Uh, as his re- as his replacement, it was a strange one from the point of view that um, Ross County Football Club had gone, you know, from um, appointing an inexperienced manager in, in, in Scott Leach, who was was younger. Then they changed direction and went for Dick Campbell, who was a older, experienced manager. And um, then they've turned around and decided to go for a inexperienced manager again. And uh, I think that they. The way that they thought was Neil Cooper was a, a young, inexperienced manager when he came in, and they just thought that, that that might be the route that the football club would go down. And if you do look at it over the years, that's probably, if you look at it, the most successful times they've actually had at the football club is when they've taken in experienced staff. And at this moment in time, that's what they did with Stuart Kettlewell and Stephen Ferguson. Yeah and uh, give them that opportunity and if you look in between the times you know you've had the experienced guys like John Robertson Alex Smith Owen Coyle Jimmy Calderwood and uh, 
the younger ones that have been given that opportunity, I would probably say that have done better than them for whatever reason it is. And my take on it is, is the way the football club is, where the football club is uh, in the country. And um, I think that that's the reason that uh, the younger ones have been successful. And I got that opportunity uh, in the September. I wasn't sure about taking it. I was 32 years of age. Um, there was no pressure on me to take the job. I always wanted to be a manager. It was a huge risk for me because Ross County Football Club were required to get out of League 2 that season mm -hmm. or they were going to go part-time. And I sat down and sat with Sandy Wallace, who used to be working the accounts department used to be manager of Clachnacon and, and uh, I sat in my office what well, is my office or was my office now and Sandy sat down and said to me listen you don't get this opportunity again you can still go back to play if it doesn't work out for you and um, I decided listen I'm going to go for it and uh, I was the manager there for you know three seasons and uh, you know delighted that uh, I had that opportunity. Well, the proof's in the pudding because you um, you take over from Deck Campbell and eventually the club win the second division, not only win the second division, win the second division in style that season. How difficult is it making the switch? I mean, we've obviously seen in the last, in more recent times at Ross County, you know, you mentioned Stuart Kettlewell and Stevie Ferguson, former players themselves, then going to manager. But when you're making the step from the dressing room to the manager's office in the space of you know a couple of weeks how difficult is it going from player to then player manager it, it, um, it can be difficult um, it definitely depends who you are as a character and um, people obviously talking about me um, will tell you that um, I can be stubborn at times which is not always a good trait but does help you in some situations mm -hmm. um, I can be headstrong which I'm going to tell you again can be good and can be bad and uh, but I can be forthright in my opinion and the way that I want to go about things and uh, I think that uh, that helped me no end I knew what I wanted to do with the team and how I wanted the football club to be run and I'll be ever grateful for the people at the football club allowing me to do that and I've been manager of two football clubs that have allowed me to do that Ross County and Plymouth Argyle both chairmen have said get on with it do what you think's best and you can only do that if you get results and results enable you to have the power to, to go about your business in the way that you see fit and that's what I did at Ross County and um, I took the we took the players in. I knew the type of player that I needed in my side. We needed a dribbler. We needed one that's going to be creative. We needed speed. We needed a target man. And we needed a bit of uh, a good passer in midfield. And back four always had to be, you know, quick and strong. And the basis of any team's having a good goalkeeper. And um, I always looked at recruitment in that way. And there'll be many times that I've had arguments and fights with chief execs, manage, uh, head of recruitment about the type of player I see fit for my team because as a manager you have to be comfortable in that and um, mm. throughout my time at Ross County I always enjoyed 
the way one my team attacked and two how they defended without the ball and uh, I think that's you know important your first couple of games as manager um, for the whole of October actually you had three games in October you you select yourself um, and first of all I wanted to ask you is that how easy or difficult is that a decision because um, you, you those, those three games in October were actually your last three games for the football club. You actually scored in one of the games as well, which I suppose is an easy decision that, you know, if you go out and score, then, uh, then of course you're going to pick yourself. But but when you move from player to player manager and uh, you, you're picking yourself, is that an easy or a difficult decision depending on how, I suppose, the team are playing? I only picked myself because I was interim manager at the time. I hadn't been given the job mm-hmm. uh, as full-time manager. And... Um, what I did do, I think our first game was away to United, and uh, one of the games anyway. And what we did was that I looked at Air United, I played Air United on loan from Motherwell, and the pitch was quite tight. And we went to a three-five-two formation, and uh, I picked myself playing in the the right uh, of the the three in midfield. And I thought that um, our three centre halves. We're going to do really well in that pitch, and so it be. I think we're three 0 up at half time against United away from home, yeah. and uh, and that enabled us, you know, to to go forward. But as soon as I got the manager's job, I was never going to play another game because you can't do uh, both jobs. It's an impossible job at the best of times uh, trying to to manage, but uh, doing both, you have no chance. The team win the second division. Again, as I said, I spoke to one of your, your former players a couple of weeks ago and it was credit to, to Dick Campbell and yourself for, for that season. Some people might say, of course, coming in as manager, it's an easy when you take over a, a side who start the season so well. But you had seven, six, seven months of the campaign still to run. That momentum had to be carried on that Dick Campbell started that season. So credit to yourself and your backroom staff and the players because... It's easy to start the season well, but it's difficult to make sure that you finish it. Yeah, of course. And I think that um, you have to um, keep on going for the whole season. And uh, I think that um, we did make some good signings in the, the January transfer window as well, which enabled us to kick on even further. And uh, the composition for places throughout the squad was excellent. The hunger and desire of players of wanting to improve themselves, wanting to become better, um, was always a thing that uh, impressed me at, at Ross County and uh, we had a fighting spirit not only in the, the pitch but on the training ground as well where the players wanted to win football matches and uh, that's the one reason where uh, Scottish players do well in England is because they take that mentality mm-hmm. with them and uh, you know that's something that we try to instill in the players but to uh, Getting the whole season and winning the, the campaign was was fantastic. And we remember having the marquee uh, out the back at uh, the last game of the season. And, uh, you know, just to win championship as, as your manager in your first season uh, is is very good. Yep, absolutely. And the club move up to the first division um, and your first full season in charge. And having looked a wee bit uh, online at your, your recruitment that summer, you had guys like Stephen Craig, Scotty Morrison, Richard Britton, players that would go on to have tremendous success for the football club, especially Richard Britton, who went on to then captain the club and take them up to the SPL as well. Could you start to see something uh, with, I mean, those players that you've added, players that are, 
around at the football club as well. Could you start to see something? You've obviously spoke about a vision you had there in terms of the, the playing team. Could you see? Could you start to see something building there? Yeah, I mean, if if you look at the signings that I make, the majority of the signings were people that I either played with or knew about or had seen, and I, I, that was always important for me because I knew the character of the player, I knew how they trained, I knew how they played, and. Um, that's why you know I signed these players. I knew they could do well for me when I got them on the training ground. Tried to uh, improve them uh, as football players, and uh, they were on to be fantastic servants. You know, Jimmy Scott was another one who mm-hmm. was a great character. But you, you only have to look at the you know the amount of players that we we took in that um, that I either knew um, that we had really spent a lot of time watching players as well and just to get promoted I mean getting to the Scottish Cup final was fantastic beating Hibs and Celtic on the way was the turning point for Ross County in my view uh, the, the latter part of uh, you know getting to the Premier League and that focus and belief of beating Hibs and beating Celtic enabled us uh, to get to the Premier League because we knew we were better than you know the teams in League One, and uh, we did it in style. We finished twenty points ahead of of Dundee uh, in the Championship, and uh, we were able to get to the Premier League. It's funny you mentioned them there, Martin Scott, quite a character. It's fair to say, Michael Gardine also a character as well. You had over the the you know the the piece there. You mentioned some players that the players in your team. You had a real mix. But important to have those characters first and foremost. Important to have them, but also, I'm assuming, it could be difficult at times to keep them under control. Yeah, I mean, vital that you have these type of players in your squad. One, they have to be talented. One, they have to be able to affect the game. But the character, and uh, everyone will tell you that uh, Michael Gardine, Jimmy Scott, were tremendous characters to have about your dressing room. You know, just the laughs that you would have. They would keep the players going. And, you know, I used to have to go into Jimmy some days that we maybe come off a defeat. The place was maybe down. I said, Jimmy, you better come up with something good before for, before training this morning to get the spirits up. Because these are the type of players that you do need, you know, in and amongst your dressing room. And, you know, look at Neil Cooper. Neil Cooper was that type of person. And uh, I remember Neil saying to me, he said, you know, I've been at uh, Rangers for a season and uh, I went to Sunis's office and Sunis pulls me in and he says listen Neil says you're not playing much every week but I'm going to give you another year's contract do you know why because you're great in the dressing room and that tells you something that you need people that have got different personalities different ways about them to help the others about them and that's about man management and knowing your players and Jimmy Scott Michael Gardine you know in that respect not only on the pitch, but off the pitch, were you know vital to to our success. Yeah, because they could come up with um, moments of brilliance on the park as well. You mentioned that that incredible season. It was interesting. We celebrated the ten year. The club celebrated the ten year anniversary not long ago of beating Celtic in the semi finals to reach the twenty ten Scottish Cup final. But that run to the Scottish Cup final that season actually because at one stage. You know, Cali Thistle obviously won it that year. Dundee led for so long, but Ross County were in and around as well. I mean, Ross County were 
up there challenging with those two as well. The Scottish Cup final, obviously, the run was was magnificent. So many highlights that season. You mentioned uh, the Hibs and Celtic games because I think they're pivotal, not only to reaching the Cup final, but like you said, they're showing that Ross County could compete at this level. I mean, the I remember the game at Easter Road so well. Uh, you were 2-1 down within within 20, 20 minutes, actually. And then Michael Gardine come up with that bit of brilliance towards the end. You force a replay, you take them back up to Dingwall, and you beat them. And then you... It's fair to say you you, you outclass Celtic uh, in the, at the National Stadium. Moments like that, I'm sure you look back on as, um, you know, as real highlights. Yeah, I mean, the, the game against Tabernian, you know, to go there to get the draw and then get back up to... Victoria Park, Scott Boyd to score at the far post with nearly the last kick of the game. To see Victoria Park full erupt under the floodlights was fantastic. And uh, knowing that we're going to play in a Scottish Cup final, a semi final uh, against Celtic at uh, Hamden Park was, you know, something special for, you know, such a small club. And uh, that semi final was a final and it uh, shouldn't have been but it was uh, in, in the end because the players were so relaxed it was it was uncanny how well they coped with the situation we stayed at the Cumberland uh, Cumberland Hotel mm-hmm. uh, Westerwood and um, we got a place escort to the stadium but you could have never guessed that this was the biggest game in Ross County's history, the biggest game in any of these players' lives. They were so focused of just going out and playing football. And uh, they've got to take huge credit of how they focused and performed on the day. Stevie Craig scoring the goal, Jimmy Scott getting the second, and then with you know with five minutes to go, Ross County fans were laying at Hampden Park against Celtic is you know the stuff that people will talk about for for many years to come and uh, you know we reached that Scottish Cup final against Dundee United obviously losing on the day but uh, as a championship club uh, just to get to to a final was fantastic nil nil at half time in that Scottish Cup final I know that obviously Dundee United then went on to win it I suppose in in football and in life you've got to dream did you think you know at that stage you might have had a chance at half time we were happy because the game was dead there was nothing in the match there was no team on top we hadn't really done anything in the match and just before Dundee United scored we were just turning the game in our favour and I was ready to make a substitution I was ready to take on Paul Lawson uh, and replace him just because I felt that we could get someone on that middle of the park, get on the ball, spray it about. We could open up Dundee United. We make a mistake. Goodwillie scores. And we just didn't get a grip of the game just after that. Dundee United scored a second. And uh, it was all over, you know, after that. But um, well, the, the whole day, the build-up to the, the final was fantastic as well. Even though... I can't remember what happened. It was it was either I think it was the ash cloud. We were supposed to go to Marbella. We we're on the bus on the way mm-hmm. down to right, yep. to Glasgow, and um, we had to turn back because uh, of the the ash cloud. But even before that, and even in the campaign, we were trying to get out of the championship, and we had to play four games 
in a week at the end of the season. We had to play Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday to fulfil our fixtures. And uh, if that didn't happen, we would have probably got ourselves promoted out of the Championship. It, it probably uh, in place of uh, Inverness, you never know. But uh, that set us back a bit. Then, but we were concentrating on the Scottish Cup final at that moment in time, and um, you know probably one of the the regrets that I made it one of my probably my worst transfers out as a as a football manager uh, was letting Stuart go a bit, go back to Inverness Cali, um, I let him go back in the January period. Inverness mm-hmm. were struggling for a left back and. I allowed uh, Stuart to, to leave and go back there and, and he was one of the reasons that Inverness uh, got out of that division back into to the Premier League I remember he did very well for them that uh, latter half of the season was it Terry Butcher called him Ron Seal yes. as he always does what he says in the tin um, and who, exactly. who needs Marbella when you've got Dingwall? <laughs> well we, we used to go to Marbella quite a bit in the January period and uh, it was one of the things that um, I always enjoyed doing, I would sign players in the January transfer window, and just towards the end, of, after the window, we would go out to my beer for three days. It allowed the new players to get to know each other, the other players to get a bit of sun on the back, and we we used to always have three days of fantastic uh, time together. The boys would go out for a wee bit, but we would train, and. Um, I did it when I went to uh, Plymouth as well and it allowed the second half of the season to be so small. So we broke up the season into two parts and hugely beneficial for for players, you know, state of mind. You know, 20 games to go, 18 games to go. It's a new season. Let's see how many points you can pick up from them. But unfortunately, leading up to the Scottish Cup final, the ask out came and uh, we didn't get to go. After the Scottish Cup final, that uh, following season, you leave the club in November. You join the Hibs as assistant manager to Colin Calderwood. Um, first of all, how, how difficult was it to leave Ross County and also how did the move to Hibs come about? Yeah, I mean, I had been three years at uh, Ross County and uh, we'd obviously got promotion from League Two and then we stabilised ourselves in the, the division over the next two years and got to a Scottish Cup final and... Uh, um, me as I do look at things and think, dear me, what do I do now with, with Ross County? How do we get ourselves moving uh, out of the, the championship? I didn't really see how that was going to come about at that moment in time. I felt that I might go a bit after the Scottish Cup final because you know you get that high and then you become such a such a low and that was the period I was in at that moment in time Calder, Calder we'd got the opportunity at Hibernian and um, he was looking for an assistant manager uh, who had worked in Scotland and knew the Scottish scene um, they spoke to um, my agent and to Ross County and that's how it really came about mm-hmm. um, and I had to think long and hard about it and the way that I thought about it was that I'd done three years at Ross County it gave me an opportunity to go to Hibernia and, and see what a Premier League club was about a large football club great tradition how do I benefit from going there 
and then going back to become a manager at some point and that was my thinking and uh, I lasted six months from the point of view I said to Colt I'm not an assistant manager Colin I'm just a manager um, I like to be in the forefront I like to organise and get things done and make decisions and as an assistant manager you're not able to do that you're able to have a say but you don't have that final say yeah. and yeah. Um, Colin was very supportive of me uh, when I went there and when I left as well. Ross County were looking to go in a different direction. Again, Jimmy Calderwood had just left them and they said, listen, would you like to come back? And I didn't have to think too long about it. I said, yeah, I'll come back. I've got unfinished business to do. Um, Let's get the deal done. And that season that you come back, you come back in May 2011 and then the 2011-12 season is is quite incredible. Um, you waste no time, you bring in Colin McMenamin, Michael Fraser, Rocco Quinn, Grant Monroe, you know, etc. Having been away, you, you talked about it there, that experience of working with a, a massive club in, in Hibs. Did you see what was required to then get up to the top flight and take Ross County then to the next level. Yeah, I mean, uh, the six months. So people will not appreciate what six months can do so for some people about learning and going into a different environment. And uh, I was able to learn so much in a short space of time that helped me get Ross County promoted out of that division. And um, I think that um, I went to, to Hibs watch what Colin did, watch what other people around the football club did and, uh, you know, took that on to what I'd already done as a manager at Ross County, my ethos, my philosophy, my thinking and put it all together. But then we took in players that we thought that could really kick on and there's no bones about it. Listen, as a manager at Ross County, you're going to be liked and you're going to be disliked by players. That's that's the nature of the business. I pushed these players to the limit. And, um, and the limit being, sometimes they would fall out with you. Sometimes they would think, why are you punishing me or why were you doing this? I was doing it for the best of one, the football club, and for them themselves. And if they look at them, their record at Ross County during the uh, year, they'll probably say they've played the best football of the their careers and that was the only reason that I was trying to get the best out of them make them better and um, the players you spoke about all did exceptionally well and um, all of them you know I've had <laughs> my ups and downs with them as you do as a manager because when I was a player Billy Davis you know when I was at Motherwell um, used to push me to the limits and uh, I used to go in and knock on his door and say Billy Gaffer what are you you know doing he says See the day that I don't speak to you. See the day I don't get on to you is the day that you know that I don't fancy you. We had a fantastic season. Dundee were up there. Dundee had taken in new manager. Then Jockey Scott became manager. And uh, the rivalry, just to get out of that division, uh, was fantastic. And we always remember going to A United. We didn't have to win that game because the previous night I had gone to watch... Dundee against Queenie of the South mm-hmm. uh, with Stuart Miller, my chief scout and the director of football and Queenie of the South uh, won against Dundee and that enabled us to become champions and uh, I think 
but uh, the game down at United where we were losing and him we eventually won was the night that we won the championship. That season, it's incredible because you obviously are, you, you go on this incredible unbeaten run. Uh, you lose 5-1 at the start of the season. Well, th- second game of the season, I think it is 5-1 yes. to Hamilton. Hamilton Ironically, yeah. you beat Hamilton 5-1 later in the season on, mm. on kind of title day. That's a, that's that's a, you can look back and they say that's the turning point of that season. But to keep the guys going, again, as credit, to keep that run going, even with four games left, you beat Dundee 3-0 after you wrap it up against air to keep going and, and go unbeaten and take it into the season after again. How, how big an achievement is that? Not only winning the league, but going on that incredible unbeaten run. Yeah, I mean, we went 34 games unbeaten after the Hamilton match, and I remember it vividly, the Hamilton game. Uh, it was a horrible experience on the day, losing 5-1 away from home. Second game into the season and you know what happens then the daggers come out everybody wants to to get in amongst you have a go at you and boardroom all the way down and uh, you have to turn it around as a team and as a as a management staff and uh, that's what we did 34 games uh, unbeaten winning the championship and um, I remember after the the United game we still had probably three four games left of the season after the United game and um, we decided to stay at uh, the hotel, Westerwood Hotel in Cumbernauld after the United game save us you know going away back up the road mm-hmm. uh, because we had a game on a Saturday and uh, some of the players wanted to have a night of it in the hotel and I said to them listen one I want to go or we want to go this season uh, unbeaten and I wanted to go the season unbeaten and I know all the players wanted to go that season unbeaten I said make sure that you're right but um, I know a few of them didn't uh, take heed and uh, they had a good night of it on the on the Tuesday night but um, we did go the season unbeaten and then we went uh, six games into the Premier League uh, unbeaten as well Yeah you clinched the championship title in style that season you go up and take Ross County up into the top flight for the first time in their history, it's an incredible, well, incredible summer behind the scenes in uh, in Dingwall. Leading up to that season, there are stands getting built. There's a team getting built and prepared for your assault on the uh, SPL. You you mentioned it earlier. You end up finishing fifth that season. Uh, it's quite an incredible season. There's obviously the in this area, in the Highlands, there's obviously that dynamic between Ross County and Cali Thistle being in the, the top flight for the together for the first time. There were some real good battles in the Highland Derby. You obviously won that one at the end of the season, which uh, put a spanner in uh, Cali Thistle's works as well. There were so many highlights that season. How do you look back and sum up that season in the top flight? Yeah, I mean, just to you know get in there and... Uh be the first time that Ross County had played in the, the Premier League uh, was fantastic the excitement around the town uh, and also you know Inverness being in the, the same division as well uh, you know, the whole Highlands uh, really enjoyed that period and um, we were in we, we were undefeated in the first six games going on that 40 game unbeaten run and uh, you know being in and around the Premier League you learnt so much but uh, we finished that season, uh, as you say, 
beating Inverness in the last game of the season. Inverness were going for uh, a European place. Mm-hmm. We were trying to finish as high up as we possibly can, and we finished fifth. And uh, as I, as I said, Big Terry was the manager at Inverness at the time. Used to be my manager at uh, Motherwell, and um, there's a lot of Inverness fans. Don't like me saying we bust the beach ball that day, and uh, <laughs> I think that uh, that was something that uh, you know was as a, a rivalry between two teams. Uh, I think you know the, the Ross County fans were always grateful that uh, we won that game. Yeah, that was uh, it. Was quite a it was quite a season in terms of the Highland derbies, and uh, I'd never really experienced Highland derbies like it really until then. Uh, and I, I must admit, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, the Highland Derbies that season. You obviously mentioned them there. You had a good relationship with Terry, former manager at, at Motherwell. You're going up against them, and you know I know that the two of you were extremely competitive, and still have a good relationship as well. But did you enjoy those those tussles with with Terry that season? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, you know, I loved working under Terry Butcher as a manager at Motherwell and uh, Terry made me you know captain of Motherwell uh, on you know so many occasions and we'll be forever grateful of that and uh, when we became in opposition dugouts that wasn't going to change uh, Terry Butcher whatever number of caps he has for I think it's 78 or 76 caps for England uh, England legend and then he's got an ex-player an upstart Standing next to him in the, the dugout, that's not easy for for Terry, and uh, and uh, I wasn't going to let him uh, get the better of me, and uh, you know that's something that was in my makeup. But uh, probably that was taken from Terry in himself. He had such a competitive edge as a player and as a manager, and I took so much, you know, from him into my managerial career as well. And uh, Morris Malpass was his assistant. And got to remember, these two weren't caring about Ross Green, the football club, weren't caring about Derek Adams. They were caring about one, Inverness, and two, themselves. And that was exactly the same for me. And uh, that's why we created such a hostile environment, you know, for the two clubs. And I think it's always great when you have these rivalries against teams and managers I had the same when I went to, to Plymouth with Paul Cook and Portsmouth mm-hmm. because it puts something on the game and that's where you get the players and the players feed off of that and then you get these exciting football matches where it's to and fro and that's what we got in the the, the, the Barbies, the Highland Barbies Absolutely, absolutely um, That season was, was quite an incredible season, I want to just uh, talk about your own yourself as a manager um your stock was obviously an incredible uh, incredible high point um because of how you how you took Ross County to the the top flight and and had a tremendous season you obviously then go on the following season to keep them your stock's at an incredible high point was there ever any any talk of you you know going elsewhere there was obviously there was obviously interest from other clubs was there any talk of you perhaps moving on at that point I mean, I think that, um, you know, that was, you know, public knowledge. And um, uh, I think that, you know, I've made mistakes and and choices at a moment in time by being loyal to football clubs. And um, 
I was extremely loyal to, to Ross County Football Club as I was to Plymouth Aguirre when I was there as well mm. and uh, I had opportunities to, to move on but um, I thought that um, I would stay you know, with the football club and um, try and you know, be there as, for as long as, as I could and you know, there was other Premier League clubs at that moment in time you know, wanting me to become their manager but uh, you know, I, I did stay with Ross County. You leave Ross County in 2014, disappointed at um, your spell, your, well you've obviously your kind of final spell at Ross County, who knows what the future has in store, but disappointed how it ended for yourself at the club? Yeah, I mean I think, you know, I was there for three years the first time, then I went to, to Hibernian for six months and then came back for, for three years and when you win the championship, finish, finish fifth and then seventh and then four games into a league campaign, um, you get the sack, then you're always going to be, you know, disappointed. But um, you know, you, you go to to Stennis, uh, sorry, to Stranra on the Tuesday night uh, in the league cup. You win the league cup, and then you get the sack on a, uh, a Wednesday morning. Uh, it's um, difficult uh, to take at that moment in time. But uh, as an owner, as a chairman, you make a decision, uh, and you go with that at this moment in time. But uh, you know, be forever grateful of Roy McGregor giving me the opportunity to manage Ross County twice. When you sum up your your time, your playing career, and your managerial at Ross County, what's what was what would you say is your your biggest achievement at the football club? Um, probably winning the championship is is second but finishing fifth in the Premier League um, because it's the highest finish that uh, Ross County's ever had in their, their history and uh, I think that uh, to finish as high as you can in the division that you can and it's the highest division that we have in this country mm-hmm. uh, is probably you know what I see as the best In terms of your your legacy at the football club it's still there for, for all to see We, as I said we earlier on we the club celebrated the 10-year anniversary of of what is probably one of Ross County's most uh, notable victories. Yourself, you know, you were at front and centre of that victory, beating Celtic. But your legacy is still there to see. We mentioned earlier on, Stuart Kettlewell is now co-manager with Stevie Ferguson. Stuart Kettlewell is someone that you brought to the club. Richard Britton is there as one of his assistants. And Scott Boyd is also involved in the club as well, not albeit not in a kind of playing capacity anymore, but he's more behind the scenes. But three guys there that you brought to the club, so the legacy of Derek Adams is is still alive and well at Ross County. Yeah, of course. And uh, even on the playing front, they've still got uh, Michael Gardine and uh, Ian Vigers as well. And Vigers is one of the most talented players I've ever worked with. And uh, I tried to sign him a couple of times for when I was at uh, Plymouth or Gale because I thought that he could do really well uh, in England and uh, move on from there. But um, a talented individual, the same as, as Gardine. And uh, I think that um, you look at the management team as well, um, you know, that uh, are still there. I still speak to, you know, Fergie and Scott Boyd uh, and on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, two really good guys that uh, have done exceptionally well for that football club for so many years. It's funny you mentioned Ian Vigers there. We had him on a few weeks ago on the podcast and he he was talking, you know, much the same as you said there earlier on about yourself, you know, thanking Roy McGregor for that opportunity. He's obviously uh, extremely grateful to yourself for 
for taking that uh, risk on him in 2009 and, and taking him from when he was released by Cali Thistle and, and, and turning his career around. When you look at the players that you've had over the years at Ross County, who stands out as you know as the players that you'll always have, you'll always remember from your from your spell as manager there. Um, probably a little bit unfair because I would have too many uh, to go forward. Because uh, listen, over six years I've had some fantastic players uh, at that football club. Ones that. Uh, um, I would have loved to have played alongside in a team, and that's one of the reasons that you know I sign players. I sign players because oof, I like to play with him, you know, in that position. And uh, you know, Tigers is one of the most talented players that uh, I had worked with, and uh, I just wish that um, I was would have been able to sign him. Uh, you know, at uh, Plymouth Argyle because he'd have done exceptionally well for us. But um, you know, you go through the names that uh, over the years, the goal scorers, and um, I wouldn't want to to mention too many because I'm going to miss out so many. They were all very good for me uh, in so many ways. Well, I think that's testament to your time at the football club. That the fact that you can you can look at teams, and I think that's probably the the best way of describing it. You know, and rather than players. You look at the teams that you built over the uh, over the, over your time there uh, in the respective seasons, who've all you know gone on to to great success in the game. Derek, it's been uh, wonderful looking over your career at Ross County as a player and a manager. It's been a very in- enjoyable hour. Um, thanks again for your time. Appreciate it, and uh, just wish Ross County every success with next season. Uh, obviously, this season might not finish, but. Uh, uh, next season great stuff Derek and uh, all the best down at Morecambe and uh, stay safe during this lockdown thanks Ian thank you for listening to Highland Football Weekly before you go one small favour if you wouldn't mind telling a friend about this podcast a friend who would like football and of course football in the Highlands if you're on social media please like and share and if you're on iTunes please leave a comment as well just realise that's more than one small favour but you get the gist see you next week